Have you ever eaten too much? You just had something that was so good, you couldn't stop eating it. You just enjoyed it immensely. Now, I'm dropping this episode the day after Thanksgiving. And so I'm curious, did that happen to you yesterday? That feeling when you had too much of a good thing and you just couldn't say no to that extra bite or that extra helping only to relegate you to the couch or the chair later, feeling miserable, waiting for the food coma to subside. I hope you and your family and friends had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great meal and I hope you made some wonderful memories. What's your family tradition when it comes to Thanksgiving? For us, it's about having celery and cream cheese as an appetizer and stovetop stuffing as a side. And personally, I like everything about Thanksgiving, from the parade to watching the national dog show to spending time with family and friends to having some great laughs, playing some games and making memories. And I also enjoy the conversations that happen. Oftentimes when we gather, we get caught up. We talk about our careers and what's going on. And maybe your career is going really, really well right now. In fact, you might be thinking that nothing's wrong. And perhaps it isn't. I'm not trying to crush your crayons today, but have you ever thought that maybe your career might be too much of a good thing right now? Like when you have the boss who's always telling you, just keep up the great work. Well, in today's episode, I'm talking to you, the high performers and the high potentials who don't want to feel stuck in your career, and you're always working at keeping your skills sharp, and you may just have a manager who's always telling you things are great. I'm going to share with you three tips to help you level up your game for 2022 so you never, ever feel like your career is too much of a good thing. I'm John Nerrill, and this is the Mid-Career GPS Podcast. I'm going to help you create your professional roadmap so you can find a job you love or love the job you have. It's time to start building your mid-career GPS, so let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to the holiday season. Now, as I mentioned, this episode is dropping the day after Thanksgiving, and I do hope you had a wonderful time. But I do want to just take care of a couple little housekeeping tips before we get started. So if you're looking for a quick gift for yourself that's going to give you some great return and not cost you a lot of money, I want you to check out my 14-day Build Your Mid-Career GPS Challenge. Over the course of two weeks, I'm going to help you build that professional GPS or roadmap while at the same time helping you focus on things like your resume, your LinkedIn, networking, and interviewing skills, all while working on your mindset, your attitudes, and your strengths to help you show up and create your next advancement opportunity. There's a link in the show notes to it, but you can also visit my website at johnnerrell.com forward slash challenge to sign up. We start on December 1st and everything culminates with a live event on Tuesday, December 13th. 
So I hope you join us for that. Also, if you haven't had a chance, please do me a favor and rate review this podcast on your favorite platform. If you can also subscribe or follow it as well, it definitely helps me get the message out more about this podcast and getting a message out to more mid-career professionals like you to help them navigate and figure out whatever is next. Lastly, I've talked about this before. I have a private Facebook group. It is called Your Mid-Career GPS. And that's where today's topic came from. I posted in the group recently about what would you want me to talk about the day after Thanksgiving? And big shout out to Amy and Jennifer, who were kind enough to weigh in on this, as well as some of the other members in the group. I really appreciate your feedback on this. And I hope this episode is exactly what you were thinking. If you're a high performer, it means you love getting results. You're dependable, and success is one of those first words in your vocabulary. You achieve things, you get things done, and you're also someone who values feedback. Usually high performers are also heart-centered leaders and professionals where they want to make things better or easier for their boss, their team, their organization. You always deliver. In fact, you might even think of yourself as, quote unquote, the good soldier. You get stuff done. But like all of us, we have somebody who we're reporting to and managers can manage and often do manage high performers a little bit differently. In all honesty, they probably leave you alone. I remember this in my career. I never wanted to cause my boss any trouble or give them any reason or concern to pull me in and have a conversation. So I thought, well, if I just do a good job, then they're going to be happy with me. And the truth is managers are managing a lot of people. And where are they going to devote their attention? to the people who are causing the problems, the people with the performance issues or the projects that need their attention. And so if you're not on their radar, we often fall off of it, right? They're thinking, the managers are thinking, quote, I don't have to worry about you. And so while the squeaky wheel may get the grease and the attention, that might leave you feeling a little left out you might also be thinking this. You might be thinking that you need to help your manager because they need it. Maybe you're helping them train or develop or level up somebody who isn't performing well. You might be mentoring them. And you now have formed this relationship where you're not on the same level in the org chart but they start thinking about you a little bit differently. You might even find yourself taking care of your manager because you think they need it. That's not your job. You can be a really great employee and be a really great colleague, but you don't have to take care of everybody, especially your boss. And so one of the tips I want to leave you with today is you have to manage the relationship differently because you are the high performer and quote, everything's going well. 
Now, in managing that relationship, one of the things I'm going to suggest to you is you have to hold the check-in meeting with fidelity. If your boss has scheduled regular check-in meetings with you, you need to hold them with fidelity, meaning you don't cancel them. When leaders cancel check-in meetings, they have to have a pretty good reason for it. Yes, they're busy. Yes, they may be putting out fires, but your time with them needs to be just as important as everybody else's. And when I was managing staff, one of the things I told all of my team members was, if I ever have to reschedule or cancel a check-in meeting with you, and I don't reschedule that meeting within 24 hours, you need to do that. And it's not that I'm intentionally forgetting, but I never want to lose our check-in time. It was my way of letting them know that our space and our time together were important. Because in work, just as much as in life, if we don't schedule it, it doesn't happen. Your time with your boss is important. So here's another tip for you. What do you do when your boss repeatedly cancels your meeting? You show up and you have an intentional conversation with them. You get them in person or on the phone or on Zoom. You don't do this over email. And you say to them, I really appreciate the time that we have when we get to check in. There are things that are going on for me that I might need your feedback or your input, or I might need to bounce an idea around with you. And when a meeting is canceled and we don't find time to reschedule that, I I miss that. So can we make some agreements moving forward that we're always going to have our check-in meeting, be it once a month, once every two weeks, whatever that is. And that if you or I have to cancel it for any reason, we're going to reschedule it as soon as possible. Can we do that? Can we agree to that? It's one of those things where as high performers, you have to manage up. Because if you're not asking for what you want and you're not getting what you need, you're going to feel disenfranchised. You're going to feel a little left out, or maybe you're not as valued or as important. And then what happens? You start thinking there might be something better elsewhere when you might have it really good where you are and you just need to manage the relationship a little bit differently. So hold the check-in meetings with fidelity and also make agreements to ensure that they happen. Your check-in meetings are just as important as anybody else's on your team. And during those check-in meetings, there are things that you can talk about directly related to your professional growth and development, things that you need to be doing in order to advance your career. I remember having a boss, actually, I remember having several bosses, in all honesty, where I would go to check in with them and they'd be like, John, you're doing great work. And what I quickly learned was that if I wanted to get certain information, I needed to ask better questions. I needed to ask questions that were specifically related to things that I've done 
or give them or ask for feedback on so they could help me grow better. So that's my third tip for you. Think about the questions you need to be asking and ask better questions that are going to get you the information that you need. Now, lastly, I want to leave you with this. You and you alone are responsible for your professional development. You may work in an organization that has an education budget or a training budget that will provide for conferences or workshops or courses, maybe even coaching. But you ultimately are responsible for how you want to grow and develop. If you are relying on somebody else to chart that path for you, stop it. Stop it right now and take full control of your path, your GPS, and your roadmap to get you where you want to be. Now, you may look at professional organizations. You may look inside of your company at employee resource groups or ERGs. You may look at professional learning communities, be it online or within your company, that may be specifically related to something you want to learn or you want to develop in. Might have to do with project management, with leadership, with learning certain tax laws, whatever they might be may also be an opportunity for you to focus on enhancing some professional competencies, communication, strategic thinking, being a visionary. Use your time to also talk about informational interviews and find who you can connect with and identify that there's somebody you want to talk to to learn a little bit more about their career path and how they got where they are. If you have not had chance to listen to my conversation with Lisa Downs, which was episode number 70, there's a great part in that conversation where Lisa shares her best strategies and tips for having informational interviews that will always keep the conversation and the momentum going. So make sure you check that out. It's a really great conversation, especially if you're 40 plus, because we talk a lot of things related to 40 plus. Think about how you network. You may like networking. You may love networking. You may hate networking. But there are ways to do it, both internally and externally, that are going to allow you to be responsible for your professional development. And lastly, take the time to self-reflect. You know what you want to learn But give yourself the space and the time and the grace to think about what that might be. And when you identify that particular skill where you want to grow, how does that elevate your career moving forward? How are you a more valuable professional because of that learning opportunity? When, when you recognize that you're responsible for your own PD, you get to lean into your own curiosity, the things that excite you and motivate you. I talked recently with a client about finding a way to build a passion project into their day that would still be aligned to their work, but that would make them a little more valuable 
and a little more interested in learning a different aspect or facet within their career. It's about taking that initiative based on your curiosity and running with it. There is something right now in your job that you can learn that's going to make you better, that's going to make you more valuable and is going to get you noticed. It doesn't have to lead to a promotion, but what it will do is increase your value. And somebody's going to want that, whether it be at your current job or somewhere else. So your challenge for today's episode is to identify one skill you want to improve and work on in 2022, and then determine how you want to do that. Is it an online course? Is it through a workshop or a conference? Is it by reading some books, reading some blogs, or is it hiring a coach? If you want some help with this, one of the great things and great ways to get started is to join my 14-day Build Your Mid-Career GPS Challenge. So remember, go to johnnarrell.com forward slash challenge or link up to it in the show notes to learn a little bit more about it and get registered because we start December 1st. It's going to be a great way to set you up for some success in 2022. All right. If you are listening to this as you are running around doing Black Friday shopping, or you are sitting on your couch with the earbuds in, looking at your screen, doing Black Friday shopping, be safe, be well, get home safely. And remember, we build our GPSs one mile or one step at a time, and how we show up matters. Make it a great rest of the day. I'll be back with you next week.